Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? And new CNN polling the numbers. They're looking rough for President Biden. There is no way to spin this. CNN reads the country's mood right now and finds that America is deeply unhappy with Joe Biden. 55% of Americans, a majority, believe Biden's actions related to the Hunter Biden probe, inappropriate. Oof, problematic new polling numbers out this morning for President Biden. The CNN poll finds his approval rating sinking to just 39%. And we've had presidents who've fallen before who were a lot younger um, and people didn't go into heart palpitations. But his age is an issue and people have every right to consider it. If you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to Anyway, from sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hello to those of you on the podcast. Delighted to the more than one million people who've downloaded the Wendy Bell Radio Program app or rather podcast onto their devices it's easy to do just search wendy bell radio we pop up you know the logo click on it download it share follow give us a five-star review we appreciate all that you do to be a part of this family it's so interesting when you don't have to cover up a lie right Brock always says this. What do you say, Brock? You're like, I'm not smart enough to lie. I'm not smart enough to lie because I can't keep them all straight. You can't keep them straight. Once you start, it snowballs, right? There's other... This is why Joe Biden's entire life is a rolling downhill snowball. Because when you've lied so commonly, when you're so used to lying because you don't live an authentic life, because you suck, you've got to keep lying. And it's really hard to keep track of it. Throw in some 80-year-old, you know, clear cognitive decline, and I'm just going to be nice about it. And it's ugly. So let's let's talk about the storyline that we've heard when allegations of impropriety with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden being business buddies When all this started to bubble up, right? I never, I never have talked to my son about his overseas business dealings. He excoriated Peter Ducey, snapped at him. How dare you question me? Never. Well, the absolutes, they come back to bite you, don't they? I never morphed into... The president is not in business with his son. The president is not in business with his son. So we've now left the train station called Never Talk To. And we're going to jump over to this next stop, which is they're not in business together. Well, that kind of ended up being a problem, too. Because what do we know? What do we know? Why do you think Oversight wanted that FD-1023? They wanted that unclassified document from a confidential human source within the FBI who reported that he had a phone call. He talked with the owner of the Ukrainian gas company where Hunter was employed, making $83,000 a month. And that businessman said 
I have audio recordings where Joe and Hunter accept bribes. I've got 20 of them. 17 with Hunter. Two with Joe. So I'm not in business with my son has now morphed to something else. Republicans are trying to create an illusion of access. They want everybody to believe that Hunter Biden was trying to sell the brand. Joe Biden, the vice president. That never happened. Well, then why are y'all meeting with people who ought not be at the at the Naval Observatory, which is where Joe Biden lived as vice president and vice presidents have lived since, I believe, Walter Mondale. Why? And why would your visitor logs not indicate that? Isn't that odd? Because we've opined for a while now that the reason Joe Biden takes off and is not at the White House as often as he is, 40% AWOL, is because he can meet with whomever the hell he wants because there are no logs, no list of visitors. So let's check out this headline from Just the News. Hunter Biden meeting with associates at VP Mansion underscores the role father played wooing clients. That is damning. I'd love to hear Corrine Jean-Pierre try to spin out of this one. Here's her story. A 2015 meeting with VP Biden and son Hunter's client being wooed for Burisma deal involved discussion about influencing the U.N. Secretary General race. What? You want to meddle in an international election? Well, I mean, you guys have done it here. Why not? One of many meetings that dispel the Democrat narrative of mere illusion of access. Adorned with the Queen Anne era of grand architecture and tightly guarded by Secret Service agents. The 9,000-square-foot vice president's mansion on the U.S. Naval Observatory grounds is rarely accessible to everyday Americans. But Hunter Biden, as the son of a sitting vice president, was able to score the sort of VIP meeting inside the mansion that most lobbyists could only dream of. There in 2015, the future first son delivered FaceTime Between then-Vice President Joe Biden, his fellow business partner and Burisma board member Devin Archer, and an international banker, they were courting for business in Kazakhstan. The meeting, recently divulged by Archer in congressional testimony, is one of several that Hunter Biden arranged that delivered direct access for business partners to his powerful father. Some occurred on the phone... Others at the swanky Cafe Milano restaurant in Washington, D.C. This one, though, in the personal residence of the vice president, is taking on more significance for House investigators for the specificity of the conversation and the secretive nature of the gathering. Remember, there's a reason why Joe Biden's White House is pushing out talking points to the media. There's no evidence. Well, it seems to me like we got some evidence. Seems to me that this is on the growing pile of evidence as that levy grows weaker and weaker around the White House. The official entry logs released by the Obama administration do not show businessman banker Mark Holtzman, Archer or Hunter Biden 
attending together at the Naval Observatory in 2015. But Archer himself confirmed the meeting occurred and detailed the nature of the conversation. Holtzman wanted to advocate for former Kazakh Prime Minister Karim Masimov, Masimov, today imprisoned in his country on treason charges, to become the next United Nations Secretary General. They're all dirty, right? They're all dirty. Well, Hunter Biden and Archer hoped Holtzman, then the top official at Kazakhstan's largest bank, could help deliver an energy deal for their Burisma client in Ukraine with Kazakhstan. Joe Biden was in a position to influence both. Son of a bee. Isn't it so weird that the prosecutor, a guy who was investigating Burisma for being slimy, got fired? Oh. Quote, it was like a U.N.-related conversation, Archer told congressional investigators about the Naval Observatory breakfast. Who was present, he was asked. A gentleman named Mark Holtzman, myself, Hunter, and the vice president, Devin Archer answered. And what was the discussion about, investigators pressed. It was about who was going to be the next U.N. Secretary General. Mark Holtzman was lobbying for Karim Masimov, but it was obviously that didn't happen. Now, congressional investigators placed the meeting as likely occurring in the spring of 2015, but a source directly familiar with the gathering said calendar calendar notations led them to believe it was more likely to have occurred in the summer. Archer would then go on to explain Hunter Biden and he were interested in Masimov for another motive, trying to score a deal between Kazakhstan and Burisma, known as the Burisma Eurasia deal. The other reasons for Masimov were Burisma Eurasia, because he was the prime minister and Burisma was trying to expand its businesses. So I leveraged the relationship to introduce him to the company, the country and new equipment and technology and clean drilling. That was that was probably some of the effort. This is what Devin Archer testified. Emails on Hunter's laptop chronicle some of the dealings with Holtzman, Masimov, and other figures in Kazakhstan and Ukraine, including an effort to get someone in Joe Biden's orbit to sign a letter congratulating the Kazakh banker. Holtzman did not respond Wednesday to a request by email from Just the News. For comment. Now, this Kazakh deal, ladies and gentlemen, was one of many being pursued in the Biden family empire that spanned from Mexico to Moscow, Ukraine to China. Some of these figures, like Masimov, a Romanian oligarch, and Burisma's owners, were controversial or had legal issues, none of which stopped Hunter Biden or his family from seeking to cash in. Investigators are digging into this. This Naval Observatory meeting is far more than an illusion of access, Marjorie Taylor Greene says. That has full-blown access and participation by then-Vice President Joe Biden. The American people need to know about all of this. And that is exactly what our impeachment inquiry is going to produce. The evidence. This is exactly why we're leading the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, because he has participated at the highest levels in his son Hunter Biden's business deals. And we're going to show that to the country. How do you cover that up? Well, you send out a memo with 14 pages of talking points to remind the media who's in charge. Oh, wait. Yeah, they just did that.
Don't go anywhere. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio program, a little Chuck Schumer then and now. My, how the uh, impeachment tune changes when it's your guy in the hot seat. Next. We agree that when you tell the truth, you don't need to implore people to lie on your behalf. You don't have to drum up fake evidence to prove your point, right? You don't have to develop speaking points, talking points, spreadsheets, or any of that jazz because you have the truth. And and you are completely comfortable in that truth. And so you welcome discussion. You welcome scrutiny. You welcome robust chat. This is what Donald Trump did in 2019 when he declassified the transcript of his phone call with newly elected uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Because you had that whistleblower, that limp weakling of a twit, Alexander Vindman, (laughs) who said, I heard something. And so Donald Trump was like, wait, you heard what? And the media were all over it, white on rise. Ah! Quid pro quo! Impeach! Impeach! And Donald Trump was like, am I being punked? Where's Ashton Kutcher? He was looking around. And he's like, all right, you say I did something wrong on this? I, I want you to declassify that transcript, the entire transcript. Let's put it out there. That is what you do when you tell the truth. Oh, yeah? Well, here you go. You look at it. You tell me what you think. You show me where I was wrong, right? Honest people do that. Guilty people hide. Guilty people stonewall. Guilty people try to run out the clock. Guilty people have to conjure up excuses. Guilty people have to write talking points in a binder to give to their press secretary. Everything you've gotten has been a load of bunk. And you have to love, you have to love the flip-flopping. We think Fauci is the flip-flopper. Masks don't do anything. Masks are going to save your life. Masks are idiotic. Oh my God. You know, it's an apocalypse if you don't put that facial diaper on. Right? The flip-flopping of that dude has been breathtaking. But the flip-flopping among the Democrats, when the hot seat starts to, to crank up a little bit for them, they're like, ooh, I don't like that so much. So we have a little then and now. The then that is the beginning of this audio soundbite is Chuck Schumer talking about how he was down with Nancy Pelosi digging into this impeachment thing with Donald Trump. I'm totally down with it. Absolutely. If I'm not mistaken, that was September maybe of 19, 2019. And then we're going to flip forward four years almost to the day. Just days ago. In fact, I believe it was yesterday. That Chuck Schumer is talking about, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that they're going, this is such an absurd witch hunt, going after Joe Biden for impeachment. This is ridiculous. So remember, he's going to say, yes, 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 impeach the guy. And then what? This is absurd in a four year span. My, isn't that interesting? Go. Best interest of our country and our constitution to proceed with an impeachment inquiry. I strongly support Speaker Pelosi's decision. I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better, 
not go off on these chases and uh, witch hunts. What do you guys think the entirety of 2019 and 2020 were? That's all it was. They want us to do something. Like what, Chuck? Like pass another bloated spending measure and lie to the American people and say that it's not going to bankrupt our kids? And lie to us? Remember when they said your taxes won't go up one penny? This isn't going to this isn't going to cost you anything. Really? How's that working for you guys? So, I'll be very interested. I'll be very interested to see how this gets covered in the days ahead. This whole thing because the inquiry, the inquiry into Joe Biden is very purposeful and specific. You're not allowed to say using executive privilege, that the NARA National Archives is not allowed to release important documents regarding your either criminality or innocence. If you're not a criminal, Joe, you would comply. You would say, let's go. You would welcome it. If there was no election malfeasance, why haven't any of the courts allowed the cases to be heard? Present the evidence. And if you have contrary evidence, ironclad evidence, that it was the safest, most secure election, you should welcome that kind of pushback. You would want to prove to the American people, no, our elections are solid. We're doing this the right way, but they're not. They're preventing any of this from coming out. They're demonizing people like Laura Logan and others who ask questions as conspiracy theorists or right-wing MAGA extremists or whatever. Obviously, you know this. The challenge is, how do we wake up the people who've been asleep and comfortably numb for so long? Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio program, my friends, we're going to dig into this. You've got to have cover. You've got to have smoke screens when you know the water's coming. An alien mummy? What? Come on, man. <laughs> the story next. Don't go anywhere. Is there anybody in there? Kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Anybody? Do we have anybody working on our behalf? Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program, my friends. You know, it's kind of fun to sit and watch what's going on and to believe nobody and trust nothing. I got into conversation with my husband last night. So he's a cardiologist, those of you who are new to the show. And he has he has patients who are young, but you would imagine as a heart doctor, the lion's share of his, of his patients are older. And he recommended for many of them that they get that vaccine. Um, and he defends that decision. And I don't argue with him on his decision. He's a doctor. You have knowledge I don't have. When you're doing your doctoring, I'm paying attention to other things. I'm reading other stories. I'm following different storylines. I'm seeing what's going on. I'm following social media. I'm watching these trends. And because of that, I've become very skeptical of virtually everything I hear. So now, do I look at the vaccine? Do I look at quote-unquote science differently than my scientist husband? Yeah, I do. I do. But I respect his opinion, and I certainly would never be like, why do you tell your patient, blah, blah, blah. You do you. You have your reasons. You're a great doctor, and I trust you. 
I doubt everything. So when we saw this stupid thing last night, right? Oh, this big press conference. Oh, the world is packed in. Let's pay attention. Flash cubes. What's happening? <laughs> Let's just get the headline from the Associated Press, right? Extraterrestrials presented to Mexican Congress. Well, really? E.T., is this where we're going? This is where we're going. This is one of the smoke screens being floated out there as Joe Biden is, is now under the umbrella of an official impeachment inquiry. What else, ladies and gentlemen? Locusts? We're going to have that coming back? What are we going to do? Here's the story. <laughs> and if you saw these stupid alleged 1,000-year-old mummified remains of supposed alien bodies it's like somebody went to steven spielberg and we're like you know what <laughs> can i borrow a cast of et from your hit movie right can i can i have that because we're gonna we're gonna create a child's version of that <laughs> brock's putting up some of the imagery here on the screen for you look we've got uh, it's a skeletal looks like an x-ray of of what's in this thing what does it look like look at these odd bones Looks just like a, a child, like a toddler-sized E.T. <laughs> Come on, what are we doing? I mean, it's so stupid. And there are people who are like, oh my, that is, uh, this is just truly remarkable, earth-shattering. We figured there'd been, you know, alien activity for a while. <laughs> what? Here's your story from the AP out of Mexico City. Supposed aliens landed in even the ap is calling this bs supposed aliens landed in mexico's congress <laughs> but there were no saucer-shaped ufos hovering over the historic building <laughs> or bright green invaders like those seen in hollywood films the specter of little green men visited mexico city as lawmakers heard testimony Tuesday from individuals suggesting the possibility that extraterrestrials might exist. The researchers hailed from Mexico, the United States, Japan, and Brazil. The session, unprecedented, in the Mexican Congress, took place two months after a similar one before the U.S. Congress. Oh, it's on tour. It's E.T. the tour. I had no idea this was going through the circuit in which a former U.S. Air Force intelligence officer claimed his country has probably been aware of non-human activity since the 1930s. Bom, bom, bom. Mexican journalist Jose Jaime Mawson presented two boxes with supposed mummies found in Peru, which he and others consider, quote, non-human beings that are not part of our terrestrial evolution the shriveled bodies honest to god it looks like somebody took art supplies from the third grade art class and went and shaped it and went here let's put it in a box and ladies and gentlemen proof right this is where we are this is where like the vaudeville act called the fake reality that they're trying to tell us this is where we are the shriveled bodies were shrunken, warped heads, left in a chamber. People were aghast when they saw them, and quickly it kicked up a social media fervor. It's the queen of all evidence. 
one of the quote-unquote researchers said. That is, if the DNA is showing us that they are non-human beings and that there's nothing that looks like this in the world, we should take it as such. Extraterrestrials. Come on, man. Come on. Brock, do you believe in extraterrestrials? Do you believe that there might be life somewhere out there other than ours? I kind of hope so. If Me this too. is the best out there, you know, then we, there, we're really struggling. Well, there's got to be. There has to be. There's got to be a land that sucks less than this. Do you think right? they look at us and say, that's their leader? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're do, like, we really oh wanna, do we really want to go there if that's the guy leading them? These are, the no, these are not the droids you're looking for, right? Pew, pew, pew. Come on, this is ridiculous. So there's that, ladies and gentlemen. That's one smokescreen. Another smokescreen dropped yesterday. All of this, of course, to take your attention away from people actually asking questions, real, honest questions that America deserves answers to about Joe and Hunter Biden and the rest of the family drama, right? Here's another one. It's a perfect time to drop a big meaty lawsuit, don't you think? Got to have all these things in the wings so you can put them out here as breadcrumbs to draw the media's attention away from the actual news. Hunter Biden sues former Trump White House aide who published laptop contents. So we've told you we've told you about Garrett Ziegler. So he's a young dude. He's like in his mid 20s and he used to work at the White House. All right. Under Trump. So the laptop is left behind the laptop which of course we were told was not hunters no 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 it's russian disinformation no 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 51 former blah 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 you know the story right then all of a sudden it was all right but he was high and you know everybody has an addict in their house and that hooker said she loved him that's right and he's the smartest person joe biden's ever met right and then you got to cue that emotional story oh it's just it's the throes of addiction he didn't remember oh no well hunter's going to allege not hunter but his whoever his attorneys are are alleging that garrett ziegler who formerly worked in trump's white house who has gone through the painstaking process of like chronologically going through and making a spreadsheet out of the contents of the laptop. What was his purpose? So that members of Congress couldn't make the excuse that it was too vast a resource to dig into. So he and a team of other science, you know, like data guys, dig into the laptop and they create a document called Marco Polo USA, I believe. We've got it on our resources tab on the Wendy Bell Radio Network app. And on there, they go through like a table of contents, everything related to blank on these pages. Click here for X, Y, or Z, right? Well, apparently, now that Joe's in the crosshairs because the levy is breaking, Hunter's attorneys dropped this monster lawsuit. And you've got to laugh at what they're saying now because the narrative even on this has changed. It was, no, it's not his. It's fake Russian disinformation just in time to make sure it doesn't get into the election cycle in 2020 so nobody really knew about it. Then you had to lie about it with all of the 51 people in law enforcement, blah, blah, blah. Then, yes, same thing with Joe Biden. Joe Biden never talked to my son, too. He's not in business with his son, too. Eh, well, you know, it was just a couple phone calls. Hunter Biden is suing a former Trump White House aide 
for publishing the contents of his infamous laptop from hell, which contains all sorts of evidence against the Biden family, along with private photos and emails and text messages between the first son and his associates. That is the first debunking of the the bogus narrative. There's no proof. There you go. Yes, the same laptop that 51 former intelligence agents uh, had all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation, blah, blah, blah. But according to a Wednesday night filing within 24 hours of House coming out saying we're going to go into this impeachment inquiry, as of Wednesday night's filing, Hunter Biden's legal team is suing Garrett Ziegler, who operates the website Marco Polo. The 13-page lawsuit alleges that Ziegler and others violated federal and California privacy laws by, quote, accessing, tampering with, manipulating, altering, copying, and damaging computer data gathered from Hunter Biden's purported laptop and iPhone cloud storage without consent so they are admitting it is his now at least we've gotten somewhere out of the darkness and seen sunlight garrett ziegler's response to this is fantastic as it should be this is complete garbage and that's echoed by others including john paul mcisaac who's also been dragged into a lawsuit by hunter biden's attorneys look you left the doc you left the stuff here you lied about it You got busted. It's disgusting. It's gross. It's depraved. It shows everything that is wrong with the alleged first family. And you can't lie about it enough to cover it up. You can launch an army of of lawyers on me. You can set them free. But the fact is, you forfeited your right to these documents to these data points when you wandered away in your stupor away from john paul mcisaac so that's another one ladies and gentlemen that they want you not to be paying attention to and there is a third and this one's pretty important and it's coming out of the washington post this is pretty wild for the washington post to come out and say One of the most ardent vocal advocates and propagandist water carriers for Joe Biden and his administration for them to come out and say, you know what? It's time for you to retire. Tells you volumes. Why would that happen? Why the Washington Post? Why this specific guy? I've gone long in this segment, so we're going to come back and talk to you about that. They're off-ramping. Ladies and gentlemen, the play is out there. This is it. Do not talk about these stories. Do not talk about the impeachment of Joe Biden. There's no evidence, really. Except now your legacy media is saying, I'm not thinking we can continue to go to bat for this guy. I got to save some face before it gets super ugly because it's coming. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. In the commercial break, Brock brought up a very smart smokescreen possibility. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. 
An FDA panel says common over-the-counter decongestants don't work. Really? I've used them for years, and it helps me when my nose is stuffy, right? Who uses Mucinex? Who uses this stuff that helps you sleep at night when you've got the cold or you got a flu? I do. Brock's hand is up. No, it doesn't work. Do not believe what you've been fooled into believing, silly people. You can't tell me Vicks Vaporub doesn't make my nose just like run like a sieve. Right? It doesn't work, says the, F- says the FDA. Why would you want that? Why, why is that yet another big storyline to drop? How about this one? Here's another one that I had recommended before the break. When a senior Washington Post columnist writes an opinion piece that still is completely pro Joe Biden, but whose punchline is you probably not, you probably ought not run. That's a big deal. Your legacy media is seeing what's coming. I have to believe that the Biden administration sees what's coming too. And so we're going to play we're going to pay close attention to how many people jump ship in this administration before the re-election. Here's the story. President Biden should not run again in 2024. That's the headline on the Washington Post. Deep state columnist David Ignatius's column posted Tuesday night. Headline and author will be enough to start the conversation that everybody in D.C. wants to have but are afraid to voice. It's great when you own your own business, ladies and gentlemen. I'm afraid to voice nothing. Obviously, we know what the deal is. Ignatius says two big liabilities are going to thwart Joe Biden. Of course, these are the talking points. One, his age, please. And his running mate, Kamala Harris. He's not going to dabble in the dude's corrupt as balls. He's not going to say he's made millions of dollars, right? He's not going to talk about the shell corporations, the suspicious activity reports, the FD-1023s, the whistleblower testimony, all that stuff. He's not going to talk about that because there's no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong, right? He's going to do, well, since we can't talk about that, he's too old. It's just not a good idea. It's too old. And Kamala Harris, people don't like her. People didn't like her when she was running for president. That should have been a big tip-off. Ding, 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 ding. If you can't get 1% in Iowa, I'm just going to go with, you're screwed. <laughs> but he got he had to do what he had to do, right? I'm going to hire a black woman. Why? Why? Why didn't you just, why didn't you hire a gay leprechaun then? Right? If you're going to have random indiscriminate things that you're going to do to check boxes, maybe we would have had benefit with that. So this is the story. I love this. Biden would carry two big liabilities into a 2024 campaign. He would be 82 when he began a second term. According to a recent Associated Press NORC poll, 77% of the public, including 69% of Democrats, think he's too old to be effective for four more years. Off-ramp number one. Biden's age isn't just a Fox News trope. It's been the subject of dinner table conversations across America this summer. Yo, this has been, this has been something we've been talking about for years. <laughs> I have to giggle because it's so stupid. Because of their concerns about Biden's age, voters would sensibly focus on his presumptive running mate, Harris. She's less popular than Biden, with a 39.5% approval rating, according to polling website 538. She also laughs during 9-11 memorial events at Ground Zero. Okay? 
39.5% approval rating. That's only because the only people they polled were last name Biden. Harris has many laudable qualities. Wow. But the simple fact is she's failed to gain traction in the country and even within her own party. What, what are her laudable qualities? That she locked up a bunch of black people during the crime way, the crime bill of 94, that she was all about that? What about that? Well, what has she done? What is she known for? Sleeping her way to the top in California? Being friends with Beau Biden? What, what is she known for? Ignatius. Biden could encourage a more open vice presidential selection process. It could produce a stronger running mate. There are many good alternatives, starting now with Mayor of Los Angeles, Karen Bass. Oh, my God. (laughs) Whom I wish Biden had chosen in the first place. Hello. Should Should we refer this Washington Post columnist to MSNBC's Joe Scarborough and his wife, Mika, who just moments ago dropped on us the absolutely devastating, blistering statistics of crime and theft and homicide and rape going on in blue cities such as Washington, D.C., New York and Los Angeles. And this dude is suggesting that Karen Bass would have been a better running mate than Kamala Harris. Are you out of your mind? Why doesn't he just say Maxine Waters? Wait, it's better. He says, if it hasn't been her, maybe it should have been Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. What? Why not just make it Pete Buttigieg, right? He's effective. Or or Jen Granholm. Or Sheila Jackson Lee. Sheila Jackson she Lee. checks a box. Hakeem Jeffries. Let's go. Why every Everybody's on the table now. Let's go. So stupid. I, I mean... Look, all of these ancillary stories, the main ingredient in that decongestant that you've been using for years since you were a child and your dad rubbed it on your chest, Vicks VapoRug, doesn't really work. I know you thought it did, but it didn't. That's one. Look over here. E.T. Mummified remains of a thousand-year-old extraterrestrial that looks an awful lot like it's fake. Pay attention to that. Or we're going to sue the everlasting liver out of you because you posted all of the disgusting stuff in our laptop. Hmm. Which one do you like best? Laura Logan is up next on the Wendy Bell Radio program, hour number three, moments away. She's going to drop the inside scoop on the rest of this story, what she has found in two years of digging. What really happened on January 6th? Next. 